Target has not learned its lesson when it comes to pride-themed products. Now they are LGBTQ-affine their Christmas line as well. And they've also just made a very interesting new hire when it comes to their pride division. Also, Cosmo is promoting abortion as a satanic ritual. Yes. So we are going to talk about all that in a little bit more today, but we'll start with something a little bit lighthearted and, of course, end with something hopeful because that's how we do. But I wanted to tell you before we get into all of that about some new merch, new merch that we've got. We've got these new mugs that are now available. I'm so excited about them. They're super high quality. Like they're just a great weight and a great size. And as you can see on the front, it says raise a respectful ruckus. How cute is that? And then on the back, it says relatable with Alibeth Stucky. This is light blue, dark blue on the inside. And also they're made in the USA. How amazing is that? That's one. And then we've got another one that maybe is a little bit more related bro friendly. Uh, it's black. It's got yellow letters and it says do the next right in faith with excellence and for the glory of God. And I love that. And again, made in the USA. We've got a deal going on right now. We've got a deal going on. If you go to AllieMerch.com, you can use Allie25 for 25% off. So that's our Christmas deal that's going on. So Relata Bros out there, your wife, she wants some relatable merch for Christmas. She wants some stocking stuffers. She wants some sweatshirts, some t-shirts, some mugs. So make sure that she is decked out as you deck the halls this Christmas with relatable gear, AllieMerch.com, Allie25 for 25% off. That is a great deal. All right, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout. That's GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week and I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. So here's my uh, announcement that I make or um, something that I tell you every few weeks is that I have a cold again. (laughs) I feel like I'm saying that once a month. Look, if you are a mom of toddlers, you understand. You understand there's always like a low grade something going on and my mom's going to listen to this and she's going to be mad at me. She's always telling me that I need to take more vitamin C. I feel like I take supplements out the wazoo though. But here's what I was just here's what I was just talking about to my assistant, which I think that this is really cool. Um so maybe that there's a maybe there's a good reason why I keep on getting I keep getting sick. So I apologize to the males in the room and also the related bros listening, but I think that this is fascinating and you moms will think this too. And you probably already know this, but I was thinking about the fact that my two older ones, you know, they've always got something going on, like a, you know, intermittent cough or something like that. And yet the baby, our newborn, who is almost three months old at this point, she has had no symptoms, no sickness, nothing whatsoever, which I just praise God for. I am so thankful for that. And sometimes I wonder how in the world has she not gotten anything at this point. She's got two sisters who love her so much, who are always in her face, coughing in her face accidentally and and things like that. And I've just been so thankful. I think that, actually, I know that I am supplying her because I am getting sick. My baby's not getting sick, but I am getting sick from the germs that are being passed around in our family. I am giving the antibodies by breastfeeding to my child. And so I kind of feel like, okay, If someone's got to get sick here, 
I would rather it be me. And if getting sick means giving her my antibody so that she stays healthy, then I'll take it. I'll take it. And so mom, don't get mad at me. There is a good purpose. There's a redemptive purpose for me getting a cold every few weeks. It is keeping my newborn healthy, or at least that's what I'm going to tell myself. I probably do need to get more serious about taking care of my immune system. But I say all that to say, if I sound more nasally than usual, that is why I have yet again the, uh, the beginnings of a cold. Before we get into everything that we're going to talk about today, I just want to bring in Bree, producer Bree, to hear a little bit about her Thanksgiving because I really haven't I haven't heard about it yet. So I want to hear <laughs> Bree. How was your Big Thanksgiving? News. Uh, it was great. It was very relaxing. Yeah. Were you with your parents? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it was really low key, which is to me the best kind of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I feel like. And what did y'all so. eat? Um, okay, so we had <laughs> we had roast beef. Roast beef, I know, okay. which is controversial. But we also Very. had turkey, and all you know, all the like normal sides. I made biscuits. I'm a good baker, so Ooh. I made pie, homemade okay, pie. What What are your biscuits like? Like, what do you put in them? What do you use? Oh, I, you got to use buttermilk, like okay. actual buttermilk. Okay, and it, they're like really simple. It's like six ingredients. Crisco. Do you put Crisco in no. them? No, no. I used to put it in like homemade pie crust. Um, but I figured I would use like just butter this time and it was so good. The key, this is a tip for everyone who's never made like biscuits or pie crust is to make sure the butter is like ice cold. You have to oh. freeze it beforehand and make sure it's cold when it goes in the oven and it'll create all the flaky layers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Hot tip for you. Okay. My <laughs> dad and I used to make biscuits growing up with like Bisquick yeah. and whatever <laughs> other ingredients and they were always really good, but we called them cat heads. What? Yes. Okay. So people in the South, a lot of people in the South call them cat heads because when you put them in the oven and they rise and you look in, they look like cat heads. <laughs> and so we always call them cat heads. I thought it was normal, but then I get this kind of reaction sometimes when I tell people. That it's we call adorable. Them, yeah. Cat heads. <laughs> a little no, kind of weird, uh, I guess, but I love biscuits. Love oh, biscuits. Yeah. One of my favorite things. So you made biscuits. What about dessert? We had cherry pie, blackberry cherry pie, pie, okay, and pumpkin pie, which I was telling my mom, every single year I get a piece of pumpkin pie, and I'm like, I like pumpkin pie, and I start eating, and I'm like, I don't like pumpkin pie. Oh, I just don't. That's really sad. It does nothing for me. Mm, I like pumpkin pie. Now, I would never eat it outside of Thanksgiving, Yeah, but I like it. Now, cherry pie, I love a cherry pie, but Mm. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm alone in this, but fruit pies aren't typical for Thanksgiving. Really? You think so? Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, For us, it was. So maybe we're So you said you had cherry pie and then what was the other one? Blackberry. Blackberry. Yeah. Who made this? I did. Wow. From scratch. Yum. I've made cherry pie from scratch. I think it's, yeah, well, not the crust. You made the crust from scratch? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm very impressed. It's, it's way simpler than you think it is. It's also like six ingredients. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, we had pumpkin pie. Now, that was store-bought by yours truly, but the grocery store said that it was award-winning. Now, I don't know if that was an internal award <laughs> that they gave to each other. Staff award. <laughs> or, or what that was. But um, it was actually really good. Now, typically, I would try to make something like, would try to make a pie like last year. 
or whenever it was, we switch off between my in-laws and my family. And so the last time I was with my family, I made pecan pie and pumpkin pie and it was good. Uh, but this year I just couldn't do it, just couldn't do it. And so I bought it and it was good. And then my aunt makes something called chocolate delight. Some people might know it as Mississippi mud, but it's like this homemade graham cracker pretzel crust and then like a layer of chocolate, a layer of some kind of cool whip mixture. It's really, really good. Uh, we had chocolate pie. The thing that I do what you just described about pumpkin pie about is dressing or stuffing. It depends again mm -hmm. on where you're from. <laughs> yeah. We call it dressing. And I every year want to like it. I want to like dressing. And then I eat it and I'm like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I don't like it either. Really? But consistently, like I know I don't like it. You know, so you don't even try. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big potato gal. I love mm. sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. I don't even really like the meat all that much. I mostly like the sides. Yeah, the sides are good. Yeah. So that was our Thanksgiving. It was pretty chill. I took a nap. Love it. Me too. You did? I never nap. And I took a nap on Thanksgiving. Yeah, same. It's the day for that. It is the day. So very thankful. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I uh, hope it was relaxing and not too stressful. I know for some of you out there, some of you perfectionists who have to be the hostess with the mostest, I love people like you. I think you're a wonderful additions to the world and to the body of Christ and probably to your families too. I am not like that, but I know that the holidays can be stressful for you types of people. So just remember to rest in the Lord that your value doesn't come from what you put on the table or the creations that you make in the oven or how good of a, uh, of a hostess you are. Um, all right, before we get into some of this craziness, let me pause, let me tell you about our first sponsor for the day. That is, of course, Carly Jean Los Angeles, who has a very special and amazing deal going on right now for my listeners. Carly Jean Los Angeles is a capsule clothing company based in LA. They are a light in the darkness over there. They are a Christian family-owned company. They are a wonderful, godly competitor to some of those other clothing brands that take your money and then donate to causes like abortion. Carly Jean Los Angeles shares all of our values and they have amazing clothes. I'm wearing them right now. I'm always wearing Carly Jean Los Angeles pretty much every single day if I'm not wearing my own merch. So I've got my Carly Jean Los Angeles jean jacket on. It's my favorite jean jacket. I'm a big jean jacket gal, as you've probably noticed watching the show. But this one is honestly the most comfortable. I can move the best in it, goes with everything. Um, and then I've got my Carly Jean Los Angeles jeans on, which I've gotten multiple colors. They're the wide leg jeans, so cute. And I just love it. They fit me in every season of life. I feel really good in their clothes. They're super comfortable. And not just every season of life, but every season of the year get you some good solid pieces you can mix and match all year long. Go to carlyjeanlosangeles.com. You can get $25 off of an order of $125 or more if you use Relatable25. So let me explain that again. Use code Relatable25 for $25 off an order of $125 or more or Relatable50 for $50 off an order of $200 or more. You got it? Excluding final sale items, there's always free shipping on orders over $100. CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com, use code RELATABLE25 or RELATABLE50. CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com, RELATABLE25 or RELATABLE50. Okay, so tis the season of buying 
gifts. And I know it can be very tempting to just walk into your local Target to get simple gifts. And not just that, but to get good smelling holiday scented candles. First of all, you should give up your candles because they're bad for you. And I'm not all about living the non-toxic life because there are just some things, as I said on Instagram the other day, that I will not give up, like my magic eraser, which has formaldehyde in it. Um, but there are some things that over time I have given up, and one of those is scented candles. I love scented candles so much, but they're really bad for your lungs and they're bad for your air filters. They're just not, they're they're not good. But if you're not giving that up, that's fine. What I'm trying to say is go somewhere other than Target to get these things, to get your stocking stuffers, to get your decor. Because remember, it's just a few months ago back in June when we were talking about all of the absolutely atrocious products that they had on display. And the artists that they were platforming to design these products were literally publicly worshiping Satan through their art. So very disturbing chest binders, packing underwear made for adolescents, all right? That's what Target was selling. So the most grotesque and demonic movement of our age, which is the mutilation of people's bodies to try to feed into the delusion that they can be the opposite sex, not just adults, but also children. That is what Target is promoting. I know they've got Magnolia. I know they've got McGee and Me or like whatever the line is. I don't know what it's called. Um, I don't know who that influencer is. I know they've got cute stuff. I do. I know. I was a Target addict too back in the day. Um, but they also are platforming and promoting really, really destructive and deadly in a spiritual sense and in some ways in a physical sense. When you look at where gender ideology leads, um, they're promoting some of the most destructive and deadliest stuff. And I personally just want to stay away from it. Um, so I'm going to get into what they're doing uh, now because they haven't really taken a break. But I do just want to say as a caveat to that, because I don't want to put so much pressure on us to um, say, okay, we can never, ever buy from any store that ever does anything that we disagree with or anything that is objectively wrong. Now, I do think that that is the movement that we, that's the direction that we should move in. I do think that living lives that are fully integrated, so lives of integrity, where like the money that we are spending is supporting the causes that like we believe in rather than causes that we are actively opposing, I think that is the direction that we need to go. But myself included, we are not all always there. So I'm not saying that you are a terrible person if you're not boycotting all of the things that I'm boycotting or that if you don't give up every single secular progressive like store or service in your life that you aren't like a real warrior or whatever, whatever it is. I think just kind of like the non-toxic life, we have to do what we can. And for some people, it's giving up scented candles. And for some people, it's, you know, giving up toxic face wash. And for other people, it's other things. So I think the same is true when it comes to picking and choosing the kinds of stores that we are going to frequent and buy from. I, there's still a few stores that I have hung on to that I know don't align with my values that I try to buy from less, but that I still use. But for me, Target is not 
one of them. Like I don't shop at Target at all anymore. And it's not just because they don't align with my values and they're contributing towards this really awful thing. Uh, But also I was just spending too much money there. Like it was too easy for me to just stop in and say, oh, I just need a couple things and then spend way more money than I needed. Getting stuff that's pretty low quality for too high a price and filling my home with junk. And so there was really just no win for me continuing to support Target. So I'm just saying you have to prayerfully and wisely decide what that is for you. Now, some of you really do boycott everything and every store and every movie and every show that doesn't align with their values. And I think that's awesome. I think that we should all be moving toward that direction one day as much as we feasibly can. Um, So I just wanted to say that. But let's talk about what Target is still doing because it wasn't just Pride Month. They have decided that they are going to do this thing and promote this stuff all year round. They apparently didn't learn anything after what happened in the summer. There was so much backlash about what they were promoting and what they were selling that their sales tanked, at least temporarily. But they have decided, you know what, we are going to continue down this road. So they uh, have recently hired, this is according to Daily Wire, uh, a senior LGBTQIA plus segmentation strategist and pride lead. So this is a division of Target, apparently. So according to Daily Wire, despite a second straight negative sales report following its pride backlash earlier this year, Target appeared to double down on its radical commitment to the LGBTQ cause. Target reportedly selected a man named Eric Thompson. We'll put up his picture and his LinkedIn description as its senior LGBTQIA+. So you see like his cover photo if you're watching this on on YouTube. It's got the like pride flag, which I've always thought is so weird when it includes like the black and brown as if that's like a sexual or gender identity. It's so strange. And then it's got the communist raised fist. You'll see this communist raised fist when it comes to BLM, when it comes to all kinds of left-wing causes. It is literally the symbol of communism. So that is what he has while working for one of the biggest corporations in America that um, uh, is basically owned by uh, companies like BlackRock and Vanguard. This person fancies himself a resistor of the mainstream and uh, opposing, you know, I don't know what he sees as like the oppressor. And he's got his communist fist while he is, of course, part of this form of corporatism. Um, all right, so let's read a little bit uh, a little bit more about him. So Libs of TikTok flagged a post by Thompson who goes by Gay Cruella on Instagram. Okay. Um, uh, the Daily Wire reported that Thompson wrote, time to whip out the glitter. This is this is what he posted on Instagram. Time to whip out the glitter and hellfire flamethrowers. It's so funny how just like the Satan worship is just so blatant nowadays. And rip that old world to shreds, darlings. Let's flip that script and rewrite that narrative this time for all guests, all humans, and all hearts. What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know what that even means. Um, So he's been working for Target since June of 2014. And then his more recent role became active in November 2023. And so he is in charge, of course, of making sure that Target is um, that Target is going in the direction of promoting pride even more than they were 
before. And uh, we see this on display in the Christmas items that they have. The Christmas items. Because it's not enough just to have Pride Month. We have to make December a form of Pride Month, too. Okay, before we get into all those products, let me tell you about our second sponsor for the day. This is an amazing sponsor. If you are looking for a place to give your charitable dollars, today is Giving Tuesday, then you should give to Preborn. Preborn stands on the front lines of the abortion battle. Their network of clinics are positioned in the highest abortion areas, often next to the abortion mills where we know unspeakable evil happens every day. And they offer free resources to women, including free sonograms for them so they can see the life growing inside of them. This makes them much less likely to abort their child. And if you donate just $28 to preborn, you can sponsor an ultrasound that doubles a baby's chance at life. To donate securely, dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. You can donate that way, just $28 or whatever your best gift is, or go to preborn.com slash Allie and donate there. Preborn.com slash Allie. Okay, so some of these incredible pride Christmas items. We've got the snow globe here. Well, I guess this isn't really Christmas, but this is winter. We've got a snow globe. It's very ugly. I would say just like objectively ugly. It's like we said, AI, make gay snow globe. And this is what they came up with. So love is love with a little rainbow heart in the middle. Um, And then this is just, there's so many things to say about this that I don't think I'm going to say. There are just so many things that, uh, so many things. The gay nutcracker. Okay, Pride Christmas Nutcracker. <laughs> All right. So if you are just listening to this, um, little Nutcracker Man has a like rainbow flag hat on because of course he does. And then I guess his whole getup is a different part of the pride flag. And then he's holding the pride flag. So this is obviously very important as you celebrate Christmas and the birth of our savior that you need this pride nutcracker. Again, just like objectively ugly, but of course, like the flag itself is very aesthetically garish. Um, And then you've got Santa. Now this is based Santa because he just has the regular rainbow flag. He doesn't have the new pride flag, which has the black and the brown and the trans. And so now we've gotten to the point to where just the regular rainbow flag is considered like conservative. Um, so we've got we've got Santa here. He's got the rainbow flag that he's holding. And then his shirt says love is love. Kurt Adler, 10 inch. OK. All right. So this is the this is the Santa. It's got three star reviews. This is OK. Well, <laughs> This is the most ridiculous part of it. This little Santa is $80. Oh my gosh. I was thinking like it's $12 like the other things. No, this is $80. Uh, His suspenders also have a rainbow flag on them, obviously. Um, let's see. We've also got an ornament that is $5. Somehow the ornament is $5, even though it seems like it's made of actual metal and not just plastic. Very ugly. Again, 
um, that's got the Pride Metal Snowflake Christmas Tree Ornament from Wonder Shop. So Wonder Shop, I, someone should do some research into Wonder Shop. Because I feel like Wonder Shop also made some of their Pride gear in June. I think, um, I think Wonder Shop is their, uh, is their Christmas line. Like, oh, I it think is? it is Target, I think. Okay, I don't know. And then we've got wrapping paper. Ugly, ugly, ugly wrapping paper. Um, with black, brown, purple, blue, and blue, and green, and yellow. See, the whole thing about, like, the Pride movement is making us deny what we know to be true. Like, obviously, when it comes to men trying to be women and women trying to be men, we have to deny biological reality and pretend that what someone feels about themselves or declare about themselves is reality and Trump's physical truth and biological truth. So you have to deny reality and biology. You also have to deny humor because for all of time, uh, men dressing up as women uh, was seen as funny. Like everyone would just laugh out loud when the fat man with the beard came out wearing a dress on stage that was obviously a humorous, a comedic trope. And now we have to even deny humor. We have to deny that's funny. We have to take it very seriously and say, oh, no, no, no. Rachel Levine's beautiful. She's a gorgeous girl. Gorgeous, delicate princess. Um, so we have to deny reality. We have to deny humor. But we also have to deny beauty. We also, we have to say that someone like Dylan Mulvaney is just a beautiful girl, just like anyone else. Okay, you should test that. Someone who says um, that Dylan Mulvaney or Rachel Levine or... Uh, Will Leah Thomas, that any of these people are just like gorgeous, beautiful girls. You should say to the woman who says that, oh, yeah, you look like them. Oh, you look just like Dylan Mulvaney. You remind me so much of Rachel Levine. Oh, my gosh. It's just stunning. It's actually in the shoulders and the jaw that you look <laughs> it's amazingly similar to Leah Thomas. You should see what they say to that. If they're offended by it, then you should wonder why. But we have to deny beauty even in the pride flag. Like, we're supposed to look at this wrapping paper and say, wow, this is so beautiful. No one would ever put these colors together, except that we have to accept it as aesthetically pleasing because it apparently represents pride. And just a reminder, pride goes before the fall, as the Bible tells us. But also that love is love, as we see on many of these products, is a completely nonsensical statement, just as nonsensical as saying uh, trans women are women. Does it mean anything? It's circular because people who say trans women are women can't actually define what a woman is. So what does it mean that a trans woman is a woman if you don't even know what a woman is? A woman is someone who identifies as a woman? What's a woman? Of course, that is the question that Matt Walsh popularized through his documentary, but trans women are women. It's stupid circular logic. It's not logic at all, but it's the same thing with love is love. Well, what is love? What is love? Is love anything that you want it to be? Because if love is love, then it really is anything that you want it to be, and you can define it however you want to. So that could mean lust is love. That could mean predation is love. That could mean stalking is love. Like it could mean all kinds of things. It, of course, could mean and we've seen the slippery slope go in this direction um they could say that pedophilia is love 
Um, if love is love, then anything is love. It can be defined as anything, but love actually has to have a definition. And of course, we who believe in the God of the universe knows that God, we know that God is love, 1 John 4, 8, and therefore he defines it. He tells us what it is. And 1 Corinthians 13 lays out exactly what love is. Love cannot be something that the God who is love and who created love, who is the source of love, calls an abomination, a perversion, and sin. And so love isn't just love. Love actually has a definition. And uh, we read exactly what it is in scripture. That is one of the privileges, of course, of being a Christian is that we get wisdom from the Holy Spirit, but also access to God's word, who, which answers all the crazy controversial culture war questions that we have today. Um, so that's Target. So just a reminder to re-up your resistance to Target and to do everything that you can to not support them. Um, I think that this is also a particularly important boycott for my audience because most of you, not all of you, but most of you are suburban moms like me. And so Target is like your place and uh, they should be catering to you. That's what they're trying to do through Magnolia and McGee, whatever. Um, and you just need to send them the message that, no, you don't own us anymore. If you want to try to go get the progressive urbanites, the communist college students, then have fun with that. But we're not going to support you anymore because Target really has been buoyed, has been carried by like conservative Christian suburban women for decades. And now they're saying, well, you don't matter. We don't care about you. We don't care about your values. We're going to spit in your face. We're going to double down on the things that you did not like in the summer. And so we just need to say, okay, that's fine. That is, that's your right. You can do that, but we're not going to support you. I think it would be really powerful if this particular demographic, if just all conservative Christian women said, sorry, Target, you can do that if you want to, but we're not going to be a part of it. Uh, all right. Speaking of things that I uh, don't want to be a part of, speaking of very grotesque things that we need to make sure that we know about and just are able to absolutely repudiate, uh, I saw a post by Cosmopolitan, you know, that awful, awful magazine that has been awful for a very long time on Instagram. And they featured a new uh, New Mexico abortion clinic run by the Satanic Temple called Samuel Alito's Mom Satanic Abortion Clinic. Ha ha. To mock the pro-life Supreme Court justice. I mean, just extremely, extremely childish. So here was the Instagram post. It was a picture of a, a woman looking into like a shard of glass or a mirror looking at herself. And it said, so how does a satanic abortion ceremony even work? Patients of all faiths are welcome at Samuel Alito's Mom Satanic Abortion Clinic in New Mexico, along with medical counsel TST, the Satanic Temple, offers free ceremonial support to everyone. Abortion ceremonies are totally optional and customizable. Here's a simple one that TST recommends. And so that is what their article is about. And actually, a lot of the comments, even from people who said that they're pro-choice, they're completely against it. They're like, this is really disturbing. This is just giving more fodder to the pro-life movement, which it does, because it just reveals that abortion is exactly what we've always said it is, that it's not this neutral choice that someone should be able to make. It's not just something where you can say, well, I personally would never do that, but I want them to have the freedom to do that. Why is this the one type of murder that you think should 
be a right? Why is this the one type of murder that you think should be legal? Would you say that about other forms of murder that you personally wouldn't murder, but you think it should be legal for other people to murder because they're in a desperate circumstance? That doesn't make any sense. It just shows that you don't really regard babies in the womb as what God regards them as, which is human beings with dignity made in the image of God. And pro-lifers have been saying for a very long time that it is satanic, that it is the uh, really it is the opposite, the demonic opposite. And I did not come up with this. I think it was Peter Kreeft. I think that he was the first person who said this that I thought was really interesting. It is the uh, foil to the Eucharist where Jesus says, like, this is my body. I am sacrificing my body. This is my blood. I am sacrificing these things for you. Um, it is the opposite. This is saying my body, my choice, you must sacrifice your body, your blood, baby, for me. So it is its demonic counterpart. You see that? It's always been that. It has always been profoundly evil. It has always been satanic. And like I said just a couple of minutes ago, it's incredible how this demonic activity and how Satanism is just out in the open. And we have become so desensitized to evil and we have mocked the existence of spiritual warfare. We have mocked the existence of heaven and hell and demons and Satan and God and angels for so long as a society that now it's just out there and most people don't even bat an eye. And some people are actually cheering this kind of thing on. So I'll get more into that in just a second. Let me pause. Let me tell you about our next sponsor for the day. And that is Jace Medical. All right. We don't know what the future holds. That's one thing that we know for sure is that we can only predict that the future will be unpredictable. And we've talked about emergency food supply, making sure you're prepared in that regard. But you really want to make sure that you are prepared with all the medications that you need should you run into a situation where you are unable to access either antibiotics or the prescriptions that you rely on through your traditional means. So just make sure that you have a supply of those, a year-long supply of those. And that's why Jace Medical exists. It is the only service in the U.S. that prepares you for medical emergencies with antibiotics and the prescription medications that you take on a daily basis. So you just go to jacemedical.com and you go through their process of telling them the medications that you take. They obviously verify all of this. They keep your privacy and all your information secure, but you tell them uh, the prescription medications that you and your family would need a year supply of, and they get you those, and they also can supply you with the antibiotics that you might need in an emergency situation. So this is just another great way to make sure that your family is prepared. Go to jacemedical.com, use code Allie. That's jacemedical.com, code Allie, jacemedical.com, code Allie. Okay, so according to Cosmo, this New Mexico-based telehealth practice, so that's what it is, it's an abortion clinic that offers a telehealth service that gives abortion pills, that sells abortion pills to patients within state lines for around $91 up until the 11th week of pregnancy. So this pill is taken um, typically two parts, two different pills that starve and poison the baby so that the baby then um, comes out. And so um, in this case, you're still giving birth. Uh, You're still a mother. Uh, but you are deciding that the first act of motherhood that you are going to engage in is to uh, kill your child. And I, I just don't want anyone to delude themselves into thinking that this is just a clump of cells. I mean, that's an illogical, unscientific statement anyway. We're all 
clumps of cells. This is just a human being at the earliest point of development. And we don't measure someone's worth or their uh, right to life based on how they look or how big they are or what they can bring to the table or how productive they are. Obviously, those aren't the measures that we give someone outside the womb. So why would we apply that to babies inside the womb? Just because they're helpless? That seems really cruel. But also a baby at 11 weeks, I've had 11 and 11 weeks sonogram that looks like a baby. It looks like a full-grown baby. Obviously, the baby is really small, but it's got arms and legs and fingers and toes. It's kicking. It's moving. It's flipping around. I remember being stunned by this when I had my 11 and a half uh, weak sonogram with my first baby. You can see the brain. You can see where the teeth are coming in. You can see the ribs. You can see all of the organs. So even though that baby has been a human being since the point of conception, don't delude yourselves into thinking that this is just a tiny glob that's going to be expelled from the uterus. Like this looks like a baby. This looks like a child and just me and just needs the time and the nourishment to grow. And obviously the abortion pill robs them of that ability. And so they die. Um, This is also very dangerous. I know that it's billed as women's rights and women's liberation, but just like all forms of left-wing liberation, it actually um, is very damaging for the people that it says that it's liberating. And in this case, it is women Um, because this can be a very dangerous process. Many times you actually need a sonogram to confirm what week of pregnancy you are. Not every woman keeps close track of their periods or even unfortunately keeps track of when they had the unprotected sex. And so they don't know Uh, they don't know how far along they are. Maybe they're guessing they're 10 weeks. And so they order this abortion pill, but really they're 14 weeks. That's obviously very dangerous for the child who is going to die, but that's very dangerous for the mother. And even if it is within that first trimester and the first 11 weeks, there are things that can happen. I mean, you can hemorrhage, it can be extremely painful, and you're just what left to cope with this in the bathroom and you don't get the medical attention right away that you need and you have to go into the ER? Like, how is this helpful? I mean, again, this is just satanic. This is bloodthirst. This is evil. And they're owning that. They're owning the satanic aspect of this. Uh, The article claims that because of this distinction being categorized as a religious institution rather than an abortion clinic, patients uh, who don't have to be Satanists themselves are participating in a religious ritual. And so that's how they continue to, I guess, make this service um, available. Um, According to the article, the Satanic Temple chose New Mexico because it has about 3,300 members in the state, which is also considered an abortion rights stronghold. So uh, just really disgusting stuff promoted by the magazine Cosmo, who, of course, is they, they are part of the reason for people's so-called need for abortion because they have been pushing promiscuity and so-called sexual liberation uh, their entire existence. So Cosmo also on their um, on their Instagram, they actually give you a uh, give you a tutorial for how to do this, for how to make taking the abortion pill some kind of religious ritual. And it's very, very disturbing. Like the slides that they show um, on uh, on Instagram, they're dark red with white writing. And then they have an upside down cross, an upside down cross. So it's just, I mean, it's just out there. 
And I won't even go through it because it's all so dark and really just really disturbing. But um, it actually, so I didn't even realize this when I said what I did earlier about the Eucharist. But one of the slides says this, by my body, my blood, by my will, it is done. That's what Cosmo is saying that women should say to themselves while they are having an abortion, while they are taking this abortion pill to kill their child. Let me repeat that. By my body, my blood, by my will, it is done. Obviously, that is a distortion of what Jesus says in the garden as he is, again, about to sacrifice his blood for us. He says, not my will. Father, but your will be done. And then, of course, he goes to the cross to spill his blood on our behalf. This is the exact opposite. This is the God of self saying, by my will, let this be done. You, child, sacrifice your blood in service to me. Evil, evil stuff. This is Cosmo. Um, and there was TikTok. Uh, also about this. This is a thing. This is not just happening in New Mexico, uh, but abortion witchcraft. And here is someone on TikTok, uh, a video with lots of views sharing this. How to practice abortion as a magical ritual. I am a witch who has had abortions and has used them as rituals. I've been through this twice. And it's birthing magic and death magic simultaneously. If you are a womb body, who has made the decision to have an abortion. Keep in mind that there is death and there is life. There has been a conception. There is life that has been conceived. Second thing you want to keep in mind is that there is going to be an ending. You're calling death. You're calling ending to that conception. You're calling ending to that cycle of growth within you physically. You're calling death to things a death to growth of something, something that's been growing in your life that no longer serves you, that you don't. Yikes. Yikes. So they admit that it's life. So I just wish that those who call themselves Christian pro-choicers would at least be as honest as uh, the pro-abortion witches. Like, at least they're honest. I can commend her for that, that she is at least acknowledging that it's a life. Because the people who try to reconcile somehow Christianity and the satanic ritual, which abortion always is, by the way, whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you do these incantations or not, it's always a satanic practice. It is always a sacrifice to Satan. Wow. Um, at least be honest about it. Like at least be as honest as they are, that they are saying that it is a life. Whereas those who try to reconcile Christianity and abortion say that it's a potential life. That's what I've heard, that it's a potential life. Well, that's just not scientifically true. At least these people are saying what it is. It is a life. And you are taking that life it's murder. Um, and yes, if you have had an abortion, there is grace even for murder. There is. I mean, God can forgive anyone. He can make anyone new. And you are not too far off. You're not too far gone. You are not too broken. You are not too sinful for God to bring you in by his grace and make you new and to wipe your slate clean. So I just want to make sure that you know that. But that doesn't mean we have to downplay the reality of what abortion is. The other side isn't doing that. So that's why I also always hate when I hear, oh, pro-lifers need to compromise. We need to compromise on abortion. Just give them a little bit of baby murder. Just give them a little bit of uh, satanic uh, murder ritual of babies. And then we'll finally win elections. Do you think you can compromise with something like this? 
Do you think you need to give any concessions to this side, this satanic side? Really? Does that make any sense, any moral sense anyway? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it makes some pragmatic sense if all you care about is winning elections. I wouldn't care if it did win us elections. I wouldn't compromise with that side. Um, so really, really gross stuff. And so it's just a reminder that this is like Ephesians 6 is true, that this is way beyond politics. Like this is way beyond the culture war. There is a spiritual battle that is ultimate. There's a spiritual battle that is going on underneath, above, and within all that we see. Abortion is not just one of those, oh, divisive issues that Christians should really just not talk about or think about. Like, this is a biblical issue. This is a gospel issue. This is a spiritual warfare issue. The other side sees it as that. It's time that we should too. And maybe our problem, maybe the reason why abortion is a losing issue, as some people say when it comes to elections, is because we've compromised too much. Because the other side sees it as something that is profoundly spiritual, something that is so necessary, and we kind of just see it as this, I don't know, this issue, rather than something that is an existential threat to humanity. I don't know. Very dark, but thankfully, as uh, as we know, and we'll talk about a little bit, a little bit more at the very end. Um, Jesus wins. He wins, and he will avenge the blood of every baby murdered, in or outside of the womb. He will avenge the blood of the innocent, and one day he will come back, and it won't be as a baby, it won't be as a lamb, but it will be as an avenger. It will be as a warrior riding in on the white horse with the sword coming out of his mouth and the tattoo on his thigh. That is the Jesus that's coming back and he cares about abortion. He cares about innocent blood spilled. He cares about injustice. He cares about true oppression. He cares about all of the wrong that's going on in the world. And whenever you hear, why does God let wrong happen? It's very tempting to wallow in that and to question God's goodness. But the fact is he's not doing nothing, that his eternal plan of redemption and salvation and victory is always going off every moment without a hitch and that the universe is his. It's always been his. It will always be his and he will take care of evil once and for all. We can trust in that. We can have joy in that um, and we can move forward doing the next right thing in light of that, knowing that victory is sure and that evil will not have the last word. Um, all right. One more thing, speaking of evil, that I just want to mention at the end of this, um, as we are talking about the victory that we have in the Lord, there is this awful story coming out of Arizona, uh, a man named Hans Schmidt. He is a preacher. He's the outreach director at Victory Chapel First Phoenix Church, and he was preaching on the street. He was sharing the gospel. And on Wednesday, November 15th, around 6.15 p.m., he was uh, shot in the head. He was shot in the head while he was preaching on a sidewalk. He is a father of a two little girls, I think I saw, and uh, married just a few years ago. And as far as I know, he is in critical condition still. And so we need to be praying for him. We need to be praying for his family. The statements that I've seen from his wife, it seems like she has all the confidence that you can have in the Lord. Um, 
that the Lord's will is going to be done and that he is going to be glorified and that he is somehow going to bring good out of what Satan meant for evil. But pray for his life. Like pray that he would um, survive, pray that the doctors would have wisdom, that they would have care. And by the way, the criminal that shot him is still at large. Uh, The last I read anyway, and the last I read, I think was this morning. He's still at large. Pray for justice. Although God is going to bring ultimate justice once and for all, in the end, like he still demands justice in this life. Read Romans 13 and what he expects of earthly governments to be vessels of vengeance for the wrongdoer. Um, this person needs to be brought to justice swiftly um, and charged with attempted murder. Um, and so pray, pray for his family, pray for Hans. And I don't expect very much from our government or from the media when it comes to covering Christian persecution, anything that goes against the the narrative that like white so-called cisgender, straight Christian evangelical Republicans are the source of all oppression. We can't be oppressed, can't be victims of anything. We are always seen as the side of the oppressor. We're not going to get a shout out by the president or the media or anything like that. No one will talk about Christian persecution, even though Christians are the most persecuted religious group in the world. Um, I don't expect any of that. I do still think this should be a bigger story than it is. And at least among the church, at least among the body of Christ, let's do what we can to rally around them and just pray because the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working, as the book of James tells us. They do have a GoFundMe. We'll put the link in the description of this episode. Um, And uh, the great news is, is that to live is Christ and to, um, to die is gain. And so we want him to live. We want him to have many more years with his daughters and with his wife. We want him to continue to be able to preach the gospel. Um, but if he dies, it is his gain. He will get to be where he has always longed to be, where he hoped other people would end up too when they turn from their sin to Christ. And that is with Christ forever and ever. So continue to pray for the Schmitz, for his wife, for his kids, and for him as well. Um, All right, let me tell you about our last sponsor for the day. And that is Birch Gold. All right, if you're looking to diversify your savings with physical precious metals while stockpiling silver in your home safe, then turn to Birch Gold. Gold. It's their most popular special of the year now through December 22nd. For every $5,000 that you spend with Birch Gold, they'll send you a one ounce silver eagle coin for free. Text Ally to 989-898 to claim your eligibility now. They'll send you a free info kit if you have any questions. So make sure you text Allie to 989-898. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. People love working with Birch Gold. Text Allie to 989-898. Allie to 989-898. All right. I know we had to talk about some really dark stuff today. That's why I wanted to kind of start out lighthearted, but just also remind you of the eternal truth that God is totally in control. I mean, that's really tempting for me. It's tempting for every individual, but I think especially parents, as we look at the innocence and the vulnerability of our kids and think about the world that they're going to grow up in, just to be anxious and to be sad and to be scared and to just say, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to reach out to the world. Like, I don't want to confront this darkness. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I'm going to pretend like none of this exists. Now, I think some of that is okay because we don't have the capacity to carry on all of the worries and the troubles in the world because we don't have the capacity to do 
something about everything. It's, you know, the compassion fatigue is real and you do kind of have to just focus on what's in front of you. But we also can't pretend that the things outside our window are not happening. Remember, all of these things matter because people matter. These all affect people. And while I don't think we should be obsessed with the news, we can't be obsessed with politics. We can't put our hope and our trust in politics and winning the culture war and all of those things. We have to do what we can in obedience um, to make the city, make the community, make the home, the place that we live in better than when we got there. I do think that that is our responsibility and caring about politics and caring about these things going on in the world are a part of that. They're a part of that. They're not everything, but they're a part of that. Most of the time it's doing the mundane things. Most of the time it's doing the things that don't seem like they matter, doing the things in private, doing the things that people never see, the changing the diapers, the washing the dishes, the making the lunches, the sending the emails, the studying for the test, the whatever it is, the conversations, the little things in life that seem like maybe they're not a big deal, but when done in obedience, have the power to glorify God and to change hearts and minds. They all matter, but sometimes we're called to do public things. Sometimes we're called to do big outside of our home acts of faith. And we just have to ensure that in everything, um, we are trusting in the Lord and everything that we do, we are doing it for his glory and he's using it all. He's using it all to create for us, um, a glory that far outweighs any trial and any evil that we experience here on earth. So let us just keep that in mind as we bring courage and clarity to every sphere and space that we occupy. The time has passed for confusion and cowardice and all these things that we talked about today. The time is for clarity. The church has always been a refuge of clarity and courage for the lost, and we should continue to be that in every way that we can. Um, all right, before we head out, I do just want to tell you um, about a deal that's going on for The Blind. Uh, the Blind is the story of Phil Robertson and his wife. It's an incredible story, just an incredible testimony. I love hearing testimonies, especially when it seems like the world is so dark because God is in the business of redemption. He's in the business of making new. He's in the business of making beauty out of ashes. And that's just very comforting to me. And so if you want to be uplifted by an incredible testimony, testimony, then you should watch The Blind. You can purchase it by going to blazetv.com slash the blind for $19.99. That's blazetv.com slash the blind uh, just for $19.99. Share it with your friends, all that good stuff. All right. That's all we've got for today. And we will be back here tomorrow. Mm-hmm.